Welcome. You're listening to Soli, a podcast driven by curiosity and spirituality with intuitive mediums Shayla and Peyton. Join us as we ask questions, create conversation, and share in an open and heart-centered way our personal experiences and mystical ponderings. If you're spiritually curious and want to be a part of the conversation, then this is the perfect space for you. This is Soli. Hello, Miss Shayla. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) How are you today? I'm good. We just came off of a really fun reading that I'm excited to share with everybody. It was really cool. I know. Our energy, we both, as we met before the reading started, we both were like, it's just been a long week. It's been a heavy week for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, we both weren't really sure how it was going to go. And it it went yeah. beautiful. So yes, I'm I'm so excited to to share that with the world. It's been really fun to get these readings out there and kind of show the world, you know, what it's like to get a mediumship reading and you know, just how it works and sometimes how things work a little better than others and make more sense than others and how we kind of navigate through that. And I think that kind of inspired what our episode today is going to be about, kind of the ups and downs of a spiritual journey. If you are someone that has kind of entered this world and discovering your spiritual gifts and your abilities, or um, even we, I think we also wanted to share some of the things we didn't expect to come up. Some of the things that were, that were really exciting that came up that were not, you know, it wasn't, it's not always disappointing or exciting. It's kind of both. So I think we were kind of wanting to kind of go through that just for those of you out there that are listening that are either going through that exact same thing now and just need to hear someone else going through it so you don't feel so alone or if you're just beginning your journey however that looks and you know this is just to kind of give you a heads up to be just prepared as to all the beautiful and sometimes not so beautiful things that come with I'll I'll use air quotes you can't see but spiritual awakenings yeah <laughs> Yeah. And I think even too, if you're a developing medium, I think this will be something to kind of listen to as well, because openly, I don't think we always share certain things. And so I hope that some of these things create conversation or get you thinking a little bit and maybe open you up to expressing yourself to and sharing them or knowing that you're not alone in this, right? Because sometimes it's like, is is there something wrong with me? Why am I feeling this? But we all just go through different things, right? And it comes from different perspectives. So yeah, of course, of course. I think one thing that is regardless if you're doing mediumship or whatever modality, whatever way you're connecting with yourself spiritually, and you're trying to build that practice. If you haven't experienced it yet, just know first and foremost, it's going to be a journey within. So as you discover all of this and you really start to open up that true nature of what your spirit is and what your essence is, any cracks in that foundation are going to be directly uh, exposed maybe, and and you're, they're going to need your attention. Yeah. So for, you know, in a lot of ways that 
it's positive. And at the end of that road, you're going to be a much more whole person, which is going to really help you facilitate this world and, and grow and expand to the best of your ability. But that doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. Sometimes some of these cracks were made throughout life during instances that we weren't even aware of that that's that's been mm-hmm. something that's been holding us back or that's been something that affected us in such a way that it it, it made us, you know, kind of choose to hang around the same sort of people or um, choose to not reach as high as we really could uh, because we don't think we're able to. It's, you know, it's, there's a lot of that. And I will also say, I highly recommend to also get professional therapy along with this journey because it's not just you know it's not just spiritual growth that can always heal everything sometimes it, it really mm-hmm. does help i i myself have a professional i set with and they help guide me through um some of these discoveries but um yeah some of them can be sometimes it can be heavy and you just have to you have to kind of in a loving compassionate way em- embrace that part yeah definitely i feel that who do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I have like, I told him I'm writing down this list. And as you're talking, I'm like adding to my list. I have all these things I have to think of that I want to share. <laughs> yeah, go you go ahead. I'll um I'll I'll jump in after you. Okay. So this is something I've been thinking about a lot because of different things that have been kind of happening in my life. And I've also been thinking a lot of my journey in general, just like the whole process where I've been in the last you know, two years, the last four or five years or whatever. And just so many things are kind of popping up. But, you know, one of them is I didn't really expect to feel so deeply (laughs) to the point where it's like draining on my energy sometimes. And I really have to be mindful of that and try to find different ways to work through that. You know, like if I go to, as an example, (laughs) you know, a funeral or something for somebody I instantly just boom, feel everybody's emotions. And it's, it's like a lot or even just simple day-to-day things. Like I go to the grocery store and I just suddenly like inundated with all these emotions. And I'm like, I don't know where it's coming from. So mm-hmm. it's given me just this whole spiritual, you know, process. It's given me a lot of self-awareness within my emotions, but it's also kind of cracked me open in more ways that I wasn't expecting, even mediumship readings. I didn't expect to feel so deeply for some of them, especially when it was readings that I could really see my life reflected in or, you know, with children or certain losses of relationships. And I remember the first time that it really, really affected me. It got me for three months. Like it was really strong. It was someone who lost their child and I like couldn't function. Like I was just crying and crying and it felt like I was experiencing an aspect of their loss and all while I'm doing it I'm thinking this isn't even the tip of the iceberg of what this other person's feeling and so that was unexpected to me I didn't really know that I would I would just have that much emotion within it and how then it affects the rest of my day or my interactions with people so that's definitely been a lesson in learning and knowing like how to create more boundaries or trying to I don't know (laughs) work my schedule around it and making sure that I'm not like doing too much kind of thing or else it does affect my energy. And I think that's something like everybody who does mediumship or readings or things like that, or if you're just really highly empathetic and 
sensitive. You have to kind of learn as you go with this type of stuff because it's an ongoing lesson. And I always hear things about being an empowered empath, and that's what I'm striving for. But I also do think Mm -hmm. that it's a spectrum too. Like I think that empathy and how people feel, it kind of varies in different ways. And so I would definitely consider myself on the very like edge of it where it's just like, it's very, very extreme. So I do have to be careful with that. Um, But yeah, that was kind of unexpected because I've always been emotional, but like when you add on to it, other people's grief and then you're like feeling their emotions, it's like, it's a lot. Right. So that's one of them. I don't remember who said it, but there's someone out there said uh, the price of sensitivity is sensitivity. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so the price of building up this, this way of communicating the price of building up, you know, when you're, when you're healing within and you're healing all of this stuff and you're starting to trust yourself and you're starting to trust your instinct and you're starting to lean into that and you're, you're being validated that what you're feeling is true. Then you start to realize how much you do pick up. Then you also on the same hand, like what I've noticed is then it's hard for me to be in all of the same situations that I had always been in. You yeah, know, I, I'm yeah. a hairstylist, so I all day am sitting there uh, taking on people's everything because they tell mm-hmm. your hairstylist everything. Yeah. And, you know, that has gotten more difficult as I've, as I've opened all of this up because I don't know, I, I it's just, it's hard. It, and, you know, and then even, you know, with, with friends and family, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm so grateful I'm able to hold that space for everyone. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to be there for so many of them in that way. But it, it can get hard when you're, when you are, you are literally physically taking on the energy of all of this stuff that they're, yeah. that they're sharing with you. So it's hard. And I think we all have to find different ways to like divert that energy and, you know, reground ourselves or whatever verbiage you want to use. But it, it gets tricky. And like you said, like you had this experience where this, this, where spirit touched your heart in such a way so that you could, you could relay a message, but then that piece is just stuck with you because now you have a piece of that with you that you take on yeah. you know, forever. We don't, we, we don't forget everything from these readings after, after we go through them. So that I, I'm glad you brought that up because that is definitely something for people to be aware of. If you are going to start doing this, like you're, you're going to navigate down some roads that a lot of times can be heavy and you're, you're going to feel things that, you know, you have to, you, you have to be ready for. Yeah, no, I, I feel that too, for sure. And like you said, it's funny because I used to remember every single reading that I did, especially at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now it's yeah. like, gone like i can't remember there will be probably good probably good right and there's certain certain ones that will stick with me just because like like you said it's like it's really like it's integrating into my soul like it's just so profound and that's not to say that not all of them are like every single one is like a beautiful experience and it i feel so grateful to be able to do it but it's situational and in the sense that like if it is something that more relates to your own life and you really get immersed in it it can kind of stick with you for a while so it's good that they all don't otherwise it would be like overload of stories and senses and all of that stuff so yeah. of course <laughs> and that's that's another that's another top i mean you're kind of that's kind of a little segue into another topic in this world is 
every reading is so different. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot predict how the information is going to come through. And that can leave you very vulnerable, especially when you're sitting down with people claiming that you're a psychic medium. <laughs> and your goal is to, yes, you want to be validated and you want to you want to make sure that you're bringing that information true correctly. But the reading's not about you as the reader. It's about the person as the sitter, you know? So that can just be, it can be heavy when you can't rely on, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to hear this word today and I will know that's about the reading because you might this time, but you might not next time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm going to be able to clairvoyantly see what this person looks like, you know, because that works for me most of the time. Well, it's not going to work all the time. And then you got to figure it out. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, you have to be, I don't know the word. It's like, you have to, you have to kind of leave your pride at the door and you kind of have to, uh, just accept it and know how to kind of navigate those those situations and that's very daunting and that can be very triggering if that has anything associated with any of those cracks that were needing healed of like value and self-worth like it really can start to dig into those to see how healed they are so yeah that's that's a big one I, I know for me personally that's that's a hard struggle. It's a hard mental struggle. Yeah, I definitely experienced that too. And I think even when we had this reading today, where we were talking about like my energy was so low. So I was like, oh my gosh, like I was really trying to create a space where spirit could flow through and really having to surrender and trust in spirit that they would step forward. They always do, I find. And I think like what you're talking about too, you know, you might have like a really great reading and the next time it's not as great. It's like there's so many different reasons why that can happen. Right. There's the energy of your sitter. Sometimes they come a little bit more skeptical or ready to challenge you and that can really block the energy. Sometimes you may not be feeling, you may not as the like the person reading be able to tap into that flow of surrender because there's so many things going on in your life. And so like there's a few different things. And so it is the test and trust and leaving like what you said everything at the door kind of thing which can be stressful i don't know i'm like trying to get to a point where like i can go into a reading and not like be feeling a little nervous beforehand although i think some of the nerves is just spirit coming through but i would still like to live my day not thinking about it it's i can just feel it you know what i mean so yep um there is that it's not like it's not just that hour you're in the room with the person You know, it goes beyond that. It's like preparing or like taking care of yourself and making sure that, you know, even just learning, like everyone thinks it's so simple, but I mean, most mediums spend a lot of time practicing and taking courses and doing different things. And you're really throwing yourself into it in a lot of different ways. And and meanwhile, you're just in general, spiritual journey, you're like you said, those cracks, you're like finding them and you're going through these different things and you're having realizations and you're healing and it's a lot. So and things change so much and like yeah. it's you know it it changes your whole world in a in a positive way but it's not just what it is you do on nights and weekends it is literally yeah. every it's aspect <laughs> of course it's every aspect of your world and that gets that gets hard especially when it comes to relationships with other people in your world not everyone is on this journey and not everyone wants to hear about it either you know and that's I mean, I know 
for me again, I'll speak for me. Like, you know, it's something I've always sensed. I've always had this feeling about this stuff since I was little, but you know, I never, I never put time towards it or just thought it was my imagination or, you know, I, that's just, that's not real world. I need to, you know, focus on real world. And now that that's all, you know, so much of it's true. It's like, I got to tell the world, like, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing what we do. Like we, we breathe through information from the other side, regardless of what your belief system is. I mean, that piece in itself, is amazing. So th- th- to me, that's proof we go somewhere and mm-hmm. you know, that it's amazing. So of course you want to tell everyone, but not everyone's on a healing journey. Not everyone, yeah. you know, not everyone understands it or, or can, can understand it that way. So that it gets, it can get tricky navigating relationships as well. When you, when you kind of start down this path. Yeah, definitely. And I think the thing too, with relationships with that, like all the stuff you said, and then there's also this thing where when you're experiencing like a reading of people and you're feeling like their loss or their grief and their happiness and like all these different things, you're like, whoa, life is really like, it's so beautiful and it's so fragile. And like, I don't know, for me, it's kind of made me think about who I want to be around more, who I want to share my life with in different aspects, what kind of relationships I want. I don't want like surface level relationships really at this point you know and so it's kind of like you're going to probably let go of certain people or you may just like naturally grow apart and I think like a beautiful side of it and like a blessing in a way is seeing that like some of the relationships that I really wanted to have were not meant to be and it's okay and they're not worth fighting for like there's certain things that I've been like okay I have to let go of that and I have to realize that this is like part of our journey together as like souls and I think a lot of times, you know, we talk about like soul contracts of certain people and like that's part of it. So it's given a more of like a broader lens, I guess, for me to look through, which I'm really grateful for, for sure. Right. And I, you know, and I think as you go through that journey, it can get at times it gets lonely mm-hmm. because you you kind of quit you you quit presenting your, the things in your life which are no longer authentic because you really get on this path about being it's really about connecting with your authentic self so i think that's kind of what you were saying and like that's how i've noticed it with with connections that no longer fit it's like i really have a hard time being in that space of inauthenticity and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that someone's a bad person or they're fake or anything like that it's just Life is hard. And a lot of us, when we're out in public and when we're with friends and when we're around others, we have to put that mask on of, you know, how we present to the world. And it gets hard now that you can see through those masks and you just want people to be, you just want people to be authentic with you as as you're trying to be. Um, And so then that can feel lonely because it, it can, it can put you on an Island because again, not everyone needs to or can take their mask off and put right. it down you know maybe how how you need them to or how you hope they can and so kind of accepting that you know it can it can change things but it's not all you know it's not all bad even in those moments where i i myself have felt lonely or had to kind of navigate through that you know i've also like look at you and i i mean a couple of years ago we didn't know each other we live in yeah. two different countries <laughs> 
and now we have a podcast show and we've become good friends and we have all this in common and we, you know, we're creating this like beautiful thing together. So you will find your, your tribe, you will find those people out there, but that, that transition you just need to be aware of. It can, it can be tricky at moments. Yeah, for sure. Another thing, cause I have my list right here, <laughs> duality. I think it's been a lesson in that everybody, even spiritual, like in a spiritual sense, everyone sees things a little bit different and it's true to them. And so respecting other people's values or how they perceive things. And instead of trying to fight it, for me, it's been really being open to listening to it, whether or not I agree with it or not, and being open to that. So like as a drop of judgment in a way, yeah, I think, which has been interesting. I think an interesting thing that's kind of happened. I think from what I've what I have learned from you so far, I feel like from what you've shown me, you navigate that very beautifully. <laughs> you're you're you do a really good job at that. So I just sweat in case you were having any worry, but I feel I feel like I I struggle with that. And I know it's it's because I'm an Aquarius. We just have these like these knowings and you know, yeah. we can tend to be a little judgy. That's like our that's our uh, shadow side of being an Aquarius. So yeah, that is true. You have to, everyone's experience is so personal and so individual and that's how it should be. And that's how it needs to be. And that's okay. So yeah, navigating through that world of, it doesn't need to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense for you. And you know, what you have doesn't need or have to make sense for them. It's, it's your own personal journey. And I think another thing is like, I can agree with half of what somebody says and not the other half. <laughs> be like, right. Right. That doesn't resonate, but a lot of what you're saying does. Like, yeah, that's also been an interesting thing that I've I found. And I have a lot of Libra in my chart. So I feel like it's like that constant, like the weight of balancing and trying to figure things out um, right. in that way. So, but you know what? Aquari Sassy Aquarius, I love it. Like there's a, there's some fun in that. My sister's a, an Aquarius. Yeah, oh, yeah. We like watching sister wives together and then listening to podcasts about sister wives. Yep. <laughs> They're a little brutal sometimes. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That. You have to have a little bit of everything in life, right? Did you guys balance it Did you guys we're going completely off track here? Did you ever watch the show on HBO Big Love? Yes. I totally oh, did. God, that was like the best show on HBO. It was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so old, but it's so good. So anyone out there that's interested in that world of polygamy and the yeah. LDS church, I know they don't, I, there's there's connection there. I know they don't condone that necessarily, but yeah, yeah you go out and watch it because it is a good mm -hmm. show. Bill Paxton. Oh, yeah, he's good so good at that. These, Clothes yeah, there's so many good people oh. on that show. <laughs> uh, Jennifer, uh, oh, what's her last last name? Jennifer, Jennifer with a G, and I can't remember her last name. Yeah, Jennifer with a G. Oh, it's so good. Go watch Big Love. Yeah, I know. Actually, it's funny when when I I think I went to this old yeah, it was this old movie place that was closing down and they were selling everything and I just got like every, all the seasons and then my yeah. son was little and he wasn't sleeping so I just be, he'd be in a carrier and I'd just be. <laughs> watching that all night long so it so sits good. in my heart it's, yeah it's so good i think that's the first i don't know if that's true but it's one of the first like hbo series i really like binged and yeah got into so it has a special place in my heart <laughs> okay back on track yeah. <laughs> uh, okay what else do you have anything else i have more um <laughs> I, you know, like something that's been so amazing that, you know, the part that I love about this is 
those those moments of just there's no way I could have known that or mm-hmm. just the moments of where spirit has shown me that they're around where so uh, for a lot I don't for a lot of you that are listening when I do a reading uh, most times the information comes to me right there in the moment as I'm having the reading sometimes and it's been a little more frequently lately so I will get stuff throughout my day so like you were saying earlier like it's not just giving your energy in that mm-hmm. hour that you have scheduled sometimes they're working with you throughout the day to get things across I had, we did a reading, it's on the episode for a sitter. Her name was Ray. And no, it was Bridget. I think it was, it was Bridget. It was not Ray, it was Bridget. And I had this notebook on my countertop that is, um, it, I carry this little man bag. I call it my Merce. I'm, you know, I think they're kind of in now. I, I will say, I don't know if they're going to last, but anyway, I have a notebook in there. So I was getting ready to travel. So before I traveled, I cleared out this, this, this bag and I set the notebook that was on there, um, on my countertop. So it was there for like a week. It is where it is right next to where I have breakfast every day. It, I see it every single day. Anyway, I go on a bike ride. I'm getting all this information. I come back and this is, this is the right before our reading with Bridget. And I look on the counter and sticking out of that notebook is money. And I'm like, that's weird. And I knew I could, cause you get the little ping, you know, I knew that was, that was about the reading and I looked at it and it was $7. And so in the reading, you'll hear me say to her, I feel like, you know, there's something. And then I start getting some other information coming to me, you know, clairvoyantly about it was about her mom and all this stuff. And I said, there's some, there's something about like money that was your dad's. It's like this very small amount Da, 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 that she just found somewhere and it was like she was like yeah it was just at my mom's and she tried to give me this like little amount of money that was on his person i think it was yeah, when he that's passed, what she I looked, yeah. yeah and so you know i had to just lean and accept that you know that's how it worked but that money wasn't there <laughs> that money was not in that notebook like i don't know how it got there so to me oh, that's wow. like spirit was working with the physical world to yeah. get me to understand something I needed to say so that it could be validated. There was another time, this was a reading I did not on our show, but I was, I, and I might've shared this on, I might've shared this before, but I was, I was at the salon and I could overhear people talking about sewing machines, which was so random because there was just all this chatter, but the only thing I could hear was sewing machines. And then that had something very significant to do with the reading I had that night. So that to me has just been, been really cool to like because so much of it when it all does just come through clairvoyantly or you know in my feeling it is a struggle sometimes to be like what is this is this mine or is this being put in there it is very hard to Mm -hmm. differentiate what is your imagination and what is not and the only way you learn how to do that is through practicing and getting validated to what it is that you're coming that's coming through. So to have those moments where they show me that in the physical world they're around, it's just more validation of all of it, you know. I but that's the other kind of hard thing and I don't think a lot of I don't know, maybe mediums will admit this, but I don't know if there's ever a point that you just get to the point that you are like 100% always have your confidence on 100, yeah. you know, on 100% because it's just like this constant, like, is this even real? Is this like, am I just crazy? 
Here you are. No, I question myself like in cycles, like every six months I have a crisis of, is this real? Like, is this, should I even be doing this? Or, you know, (laughs) I have that. So, oh, it's that's, so that's another story. You are, there's not, I don't believe, hopefully there is. I don't know if there's a point where you just never doubt it anymore. And maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's short-sighted. Maybe someone else out there that's been doing this longer, that's more professional, or maybe has done this their whole life. You know, maybe it's a different story for them. So I'm not going to speak for all the mediums and psychics out in the world. I'm talking about myself and it sounds like Shayla's a great, but um, yeah. that that is a reality. That is a truth. Yeah. And, I would, and I, most, most of the ones I know have shared with me, you know, a similar type struggle. So I don't think that's going to fall on, on deaf ears, but. Yeah, it's uh, like, yeah. I think it's common. Like I definitely have that as well. But I find it happens to me, I think I've mentioned this before, when I'm not doing readings for like a big chunk of time, yeah. I start to be like, oh, is it real? Because like when you're in the moment and you're saying all these things, they're being validated and you can feel spirit around you. It's like, oh my gosh, like, like a, it's like a being at a concert, like you have that high vibe energy and then suddenly you go home and it's like so quiet and you're like, oh, was right. I even there to like, I don't know. It just right. like, it kind of brings you into different, you're in different worlds a lot of the time. So Right. Yeah. It's interesting. So I've had, so I love, like, that's been something that's been so like amazing and like beyond what my expectations were when I started this journey. But then on like the other side, then, you know, there, I always, I always, sometimes I'll prep and I'll feel super woo and super spiritual. And I'm like feeling all the vibes and I'm like, this reading's going to go awesome. And then it just falls flat. And then there's times where I feel nothing. I feel like I could take a nap. I feel like I don't even know if I really want to do the reading. And then I go do it and it's the best reading I've ever done. So yeah. that's where like know, it's it, different every time comes in, right? It's like different it's every time, right. Beforehand. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I, I've had a couple of readings recently that things here and there are kind of, kind of made sense. If you want to try and fit it into a box, I don't, you know, I try to not like force a detail to make sense to someone. I'm like, well, if it's not, you know, if it doesn't hit you right off the bat, let's just move on. But, you know, and kind of navigating those readings of where, and again, like you said, there's so many reasons why that can happen that could be out of our control, but it's still hard. It just, it does a number, does a number on the self-confidence piece. It does. <laughs> it's and that's one of the things that's interesting to work through, right? Like it's that, those dynamics and, you know, everyone says ego or whatever, but like, it's not even just that it's dealing with a lot of wounds, like you said, or little like little T traumas or like things that kind of lead up. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And I remember hearing this when I started on this path and I leaned into it and believed in it, but it's something you really have to experience when you claim that this is the route you're going to take. Let's say you are developing mediumship spirit is going to teach you how to do that. And that is by possibly putting uh, mentors in your path that can help physically guide you through that. Most of it's going to be spiritually and it's going to be through these moments of difficulty mm-hmm. that you learn. And that's how you learn. That's in any other aspect of life, most growth and learning comes from being uncomfortable. So yeah, you, know, you don't really it's, put yourself in uncomfortable situations over and over again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, that's the other piece to kind of remember as you're navigating through this, like this is them working with us, showing us how to 
you know, building us up to be stronger and to be, Mm -hmm. you know, to be better able to serve the way that we feel called to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When you're saying that, it brings me to my next item on my list here, like style change for what, how I kind of read. Like I've noticed that my style has been changing a little bit at the beginning when I first started, I think spirit needed to give me certain things that would like make me believe in it. Like I would get names like all the time, (laughs) but that's what I needed. I needed to be shown that this is real. And it's funny because for some people, like sitters, they'll be like, oh, whatever, like a name actually doesn't mean that much to them. They're like, oh, yeah, next thing. All right. And I'm like, oh, right. my God. Right. Like, like, I got the name. Yeah. And some names that were not like typical names either. Um, and even just, yeah, just the style things. Like, I'm finding now that I'm getting a lot more like stories or messages but there's still evidence within the messages which is interesting yeah. because they connect but it's not like his name is this he died like this like it's not like a checklist and i think that's another thing too is like oftentimes if you go into some kind of mediumship training you're often taught a certain style yeah and i know for me the style i was taught i was like this isn't working like right away i was like okay but I changed it. And that's why I was being able to get so many things because I went with the flow of spirit. So I'm just really trying to trust in the flow and knowing that it's not always going to be my style is going to probably change as I go through this in different phases of my right. life, depending on where I'm at, even emotionally or things that are happening around me and stuff. But I do feel like a core to my mediumship style right now is just like stories and, you know, visualizing and seeing almost like little movies playing out. And that's why I love listening to podcasts that are story-based, like The Moth is my favorite. I recommend it to everybody. There's so many other ones. I just can't remember their names right now. Heavyweight is a podcast that I really like. It's a storytelling one. And it's just fun. And another thing I like to do is like biographies, read biographies of people and just, you know, hear about different people's lives that are so different than mine. I feel like that's helped me a lot in my mediumship as well. So, but it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like an ongoing journey. And I, some things that I I find funny still are like pop culture references or like songs. I almost always get a song that has an underlying meaning or story to it as to why they're bringing it through. And like you said, it's like before mm-hmm. the reading, there's so many little pings. I've come to the realization that, oh, I have to pay attention to these things because sometimes that whole reading is based off of the things that I got beforehand. Um right. So and that and that's the thing though, like not everybody likes to do that. So I guess it's like you have to be okay with your style or like be open to it. And if you don't like it, then kind of try to create those boundaries because some people just do not like having the beforehand situation. Right. Um, and so yeah. And it, you have to that's the other, like you have to surrender because like yeah. there's so many ways that information can get brought to you that I don't know. I look at it as, you know, it, it it must cost energy on some level. I know it takes energy out of us physically, being physically here facilitating the reading. I, I would assume, I don't know, but maybe it costs energy to the spirit as well, or it takes a lot, you know, to get things across. So you just have to be open to how they're going to bring it through because they're going to bring it through the best way for you to understand mm-hmm what the point is if that makes mm-hmm. sense so you have to really be careful about limiting you know what it is your belief in what you're able to do is 
I know for me, my clairvoyance has always been strong. I've always said my clairaudience being able to hear was not my strongest. Well, that's not true. You know, I, once I kind of sat with that, I'm like, I've actually gotten a lot of things clairaudiently. It's me putting up that idea out there that I can't, that's, that's not helping me progress any further. So I've had to, I've had to really lean into that being possible. The other thing too, as you were talking about styles and in most professional mediums out there, uh, especially those who instruct mediumship and will guide people and mentor people, they will tell you, and I fully agree when you're going for getting those evidential pieces, like don't just keep digging, keep digging, keep digging, keep digging. Like it, it, you don't have to give someone 50 pieces of evidence to let them know that it's which loved one you have. You know, you're only expending your energy by constantly trying to get these validating yeses, which, you know, usually you can get someone to know who you have within like five pieces of validation. So that's something I think, you know, to be cautious of, of like, you know, you, you, you want to get it right. You want to make sure this person feels comfortable with what you have. You want to, you want to do good for them. You want to, you want to prove to yourself and this person that this is real. And you just have to be careful with that. You have to, A, remember the reading is about them, not you. And yeah. you just can't, you can't, don't, don't spend too much energy just constantly digging and constantly searching for these pieces of information. Spirit world's everywhere and there it's infinite. So, I mean, you really could set and keep pulling stuff through. It doesn't matter to them, but oh, yeah, it's, you can it's go, going keep to keep going for sure. <laughs> yeah. They're they're. I mean, they're, they're infinite. So, um, you know, don't do that to yourself. I, I would definitely not get into that practice. I would, I would teach yourself, you know, try to get some of these bullet points down and as soon as that person knows who it is and they they feel it in their heart, then just go with that and then move on to the next part of the service that you're giving, whether that's messaging or or what. But that would that's something I've had to as a style shift. I've had to really try to focus on controlling so that I don't I don't get untethered to what's you know what's going on. Right. And some mediums are very like there's some I like John Edward is like that where like I really like watching him, by the way. There's no shade on him at all. He's very evidence-based, like yeah. evidence, evidence, evidence. He actually doesn't really like messaging from what I understand. So there's so many different styles. And I think that's kind of, right. you're shopping out for a medium, like kind of seeing what their styles are. And that's why I like that we're being able to show how we work, right? Hopefully that right. makes it easier for people to say, oh, okay, they're the medium for me or they're not. And, yeah, you know, they can kind of see how we work. Right. And even you and I, you know, our styles are a little bit different, but yet we mm -hmm. both bring the same amount of healing or the same amount of validation to the setter that, yeah, you have their loved one, you're connected to this person, you know, there's, even though we have such different styles, so there really isn't a right or, there is not a right or wrong way to do it. You just have to find out what's, what's right for you and then fine tune it and then spirit's going to flip it up on you and make you change it again. So yeah. <laughs> Very Don't true. ever get too comfortable. <laughs> it will keep changing. So the next thing I have is that mediumship, I feel for me and a lot of people I've heard, it's a gateway to like other things. So once you start doing mm -hmm. this, you'll start exploring most likely a lot of different things. And you might end up not doing mediumship at the end of it because you've explored so many different aspects. And I kind of feel like I'm going through a little bit of that. I don't think I'll ever stop doing mediumship, but I'm definitely feeling called to different things within the same kind of 
energy, if that makes sense of everything. Mm -hmm. So what have you discovered? What have you been finding yourself being more drawn to? Like, is that something so you would share? A few different, yeah, a few different things like energy work, more specifically around grief. So doing energy work to help align people's energy during that time because it's so hard, right? Like your whole system, your whole life is thrown out of whack. And so our energetic system can really throw off and that can affect our physical body too. So that's something that I'm really feeling drawn to. And just, I've told you this before too, but stories, like people's life stories, I think are so beautiful and important and we can learn so much and we can connect so much with it. And there's so many things people have to say and I never say it because I never feel comfortable or, you know, they're working on their throat chakra. They they feel closed off because of certain things that have happened into, in their life. So I am in the process of trying to figure out some kind of session where it would be more like storytelling based, but like fun where you can share about your life. So like legacy projects where you can right. you can share it now as a living person to your family, but you can also leave that for them to listen to your voice and what you felt or thought um, in this life. So that to me is something. And I've heard that a lot of people have a hard time remembering their loved one's voices when they pass away. So I think that can be a really beautiful gift to have like a recorded long form session where they're expressing themselves. And so I, I don't exactly know how it's going to work yet. Right. I've been like really kind of feeling into it for like probably a good two months. Um, but I do know that a lot of the things I'm going to be changing a lot of what I offer and probably working more in seasonal chunks. So maybe doing mediumship for two months of the year and then oh, focusing yeah. like certain you know times of the year to certain different things. So that's a lesson too, though, for me, like like it's not always going to be linear or the same things kind of shift right. and change and that in itself can almost feel uncomfortable it's like okay i think i know where i'm going now oh no <laughs> i'm going right. in a different direction so yeah that's definitely been a lesson for sure yeah i don't know how where this is all going to unfold for me i definitely see my future growing in this world um but i'm not sure yet exactly how that's going to lay out i i love mediumship that just to me, it just, it really does light my heart up. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I love that ability. I also do a lot of card reading. That psychic card reading stuff to me is just like second nature. Like <laughs> that doesn't even feel like work. So I, right. you know, I love that. And, and I use cards during mediumship readings. I blend the both. Some mm -hmm. people don't do that. Some people do. To me, it's just a tool. It helps inspire yeah. me. It helps get those those creative and insightful juices flowing. And so for me, that works. So if if you're out there, I know when I first started, I was like, am I supposed to, you know, am I not supposed mm -hmm. to use cards? Am I supposed to just be able to do this on my own? And it doesn't matter. You do however works for you. Some doors that have been opening for me is astrology. I don't mm -hmm. see myself necessarily reading astrology for people, but gaining that knowledge to me, just brings this whole other layer of information that can be used to help someone. And also being aware of astrology and where the moon is and how these energies affect you. Again, the price of being sensitive is being sensitive. So you're going to start noticing yeah. these, these retrogrades. And when, when, when your moon is, is on, you're going to start yeah. noticing these things. And so then being able to tie that into, oh, you know, what was going on during those readings I had that didn't go so good, you know, was, yeah. where was the moon at that moment? How, how did that affect me? What moon was it in? 
And then, and then like you were saying, like, then you can then build your world seasonally around, you know, when's the best time to offer this thing, you know, cause I do think those things do affect us. I do believe in that, you know, but yeah, there's, there's so many routes that this, this can go. I know from people I've seen kind of in our community that, that we know, you know, I've seen a lot of people go down the road of being like a death doula, mm -hmm. a lot of people working in the world of grief. I've seen other people who have taken more of a route of being able to coach, uh, like business coaching for people that are becoming like spiritual entrepreneurs. You know, that's, that's a beautiful way it can unfold. So there's, there's so many different avenues now that this can apply to. And it also it might just be that you go down this road to enhance the world that you already have. You know, maybe I, there's a few people we know that are, you know, they're police officers during the day and they do spiritual yeah. readings at night, <laughs> you know, which stereotypically you would not put those two worlds together. Oh, but um, I know two people in our community that either are currently or were just previously law enforcement. So there's so many ways that this can also just enhance the world that you're you're already in. You don't have to fully live in in the woo-woo world as some of us do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. So I have two more. Okay. This one's more of a vulnerable These are share. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're having a good conversation with this. There's so many things I feel that, you know, mediumship and well, I would say like. I say mediumship first because it's kind of like really pulled me in, yeah. right? But then it just, it spirals to every aspect of life as well. Right. So one thing that I think I've had to kind of come to terms with and be like, okay, be gentle on myself with this, is that I, especially being a mom, I'm afraid of dying and I'm afraid of having my family die, like my kids and stuff, and probably not for the reasons that one would think it's not so much that I don't trust that there's something else there because I get a lot of evidence that there is, but it's more so seeing the leftover of like what is left behind when people do pass away. And that part's mm -hmm. really hard for me. And because I'm so empathetic, I've felt so many different people's like secondhand feelings of situations. And I just know what it's like well from having some actual real like loss in my life but also just seeing people go through it too the things the everyday little things that change and how it just affects everything like if you lose a sibling when you're younger how that affects the duration of your life and it's really the missing of these people in your life and the stories and the things that they won't be able to experience with you and so I just I have a little bit of fear of that it's more so what would happen if I died and left behind my you know my children like what they would go through or the other way around what would I go through if it was the other way around so that's something I've been really sitting with and I think it has to do too like I have experienced like mental health things before so I had like postpartum depression OCD which one day we should maybe do an episode on that because mm. I think it's an important mm -hmm. topic and it's really misunderstood um, right a lot of people think it's automatically like psychosis which is one that you can have within the realm of like mood disorders after having a baby or you know we hear these like terrible news stories and things like that things happening but it's actually there's so many different segments of mental health that can be touched in that span of time after you have a child even if you're an adoptive parent which is I think interesting mm. but because I've had those struggles 
I've really had a lot of like intrusive thoughts of things happening or like scary situations. And so I think that has been something for me that I've kind of struggled with is like, I'm a medium and I should be like, oh, everything's going to be okay. (laughs) I'm not afraid of death. But really, I do have like this really difficult fear of losing people in my life. So that's unexpected for me. (laughs) Yeah, I that's really beautiful that you shared that. And thank you, because I think for a lot of us, it does answer that question of what happens afterwards, which is beautiful. And there is healing that comes with that. And that's kind of the root of what we do. We want to offer people healing, but I think it's very important to remember that that doesn't take away what happened. And we're all still here in the physical experiencing the very difficult pain of what loss is. And there really is no way to bypass that. So I think that's the very important thing that you brought up, especially, you know, with the idea of this episode being to help sprinkle some influence on newer people in this world, at least from what we've experienced so far. And I think that is something to really remember when you are sitting with people that as much as it is a beautiful thing we do and that we can prove, it's not always going to fix everything because, you know, the people are still physically gone and and sometimes to some people, especially when they're heavy in grief, it doesn't matter that their energy is elsewhere because they're still not physically here. Right. And that's that's really all that, that's what people are grieving. That's what people, yeah. that's what they've lost. So um, I think that's a, I think that's a very healthy fear to have. And I think it's, it's beautiful. It shows obviously how much you love your family, but I think it's good that this world hasn't made you bypass what is reality, mm-hmm. you know, and those are things that you have to think about as a parent and, or as a friend or as a partner or as a sibling or as a, as a, uh, a child, you know, and I think since that's the world that we kind of work in, you know, we, we pay a lot more attention. A lot of our work is about death. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that that is a side of it that I think people bypass a lot. Yeah. I don't think I've really heard too many people talk about it. So, yeah. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I have either. So that's why, yeah, thank you. That I know that's, I know, I know you're not the only one. So I think a lot of people are going to really resonate with that and appreciate your share. Yeah. And then on leaving this on like a little bit more of a higher note, <laughs> I would say that one of the beautiful gifts that mediumship has brought is more awareness of my energy and life cycles that I'm in. Mm-hmm. and how they I can now see them coming and I'm like okay this is happening again and then I'm able to navigate it a lot better in a lot more healthier ways than I would have in the past and that's beautiful because then I can now move forward <laughs> and experience right. different things and I don't think I would have really had as much of a perspective on that I would just be like what is this chaos like what is happening you know if I didn't if I wasn't aware of cycles that can come back in certain situations that I need to learn from them. Sometimes like the same situation and a different part of the lesson I have to learn, right? And I'm like, okay, right, right. I see it. So I think that's been a little bit of magic in it, you know? So I, I appreciate that about that gift that mediumship has brought in the spiritual journey and everything. Right. I I would agree. I think knowing, I mean, like I, you know, I said earlier, there's always this doubt that sits there, but I have no doubt that the energies that I have felt since I were young, you know, I've talked about those before, you know, there's like a specific 
There's a specific energy in particular mm-hmm. that I have noticed since I was young to now have absolutely no doubt because mm-hmm. it has been proven to me enough that yeah. they're there. And whether they're able to intervene a lot or not, they're there, which means mm-hmm. that something's there for us. Something's looking out for us. Something is is helping facilitate whatever this leads to. That has been That has been very healing for me and very comforting. Because I don't know, it can feel lonely. It can feel, you know, and again, like my whole life doubting if this is even real or just thinking this is my imagination and are they really there and all of this stuff. Like, yeah, it's just that to me has been kind of the, I to go along with what you were saying to just kind of, that's been the most magical part is to know we're not alone. Yeah, I definitely feel that too. So did you pull some cards today? I did pull some cards today. I chose tarot cards today, which that's not my normal jam. I usually do oracle cards. There's kind of a difference between the two if you're not familiar. But the cards that I pulled today, the first one is Nine of Cups. And this one was upright. And with this one really gave me this feeling of community. It gave me this feeling of like wishes and dreams coming true. So to me, this was a message of like finding that thing that really does fill your cup, finding that thing that really does emotionally just bring joy and happiness and you want to share it amongst with friends. And that's, that's the beautiful kind of part of, you know, what it is we do and what is, you know, what is this spiritual journey we're on? The second card I uh, pulled was queen of wands upright. And this one is about, you know, you've you've found this space where you've you've your wish your dreams are coming true, and you're connecting all this emotion and bringing all these people together, and you're sharing your gifts. And then it's about leading with compassion, and leading with warmth and generosity, and being um, guided by your instinct, and letting that part of you really flourish, and letting that part of you really shine, and 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 be the guiding light for you, and helping. As you're connecting with others, you're actually helping them grow. You're helping them expand, even if it is just a, a reading with someone and you've you've connected with their loved one. You've now just placed in their their awareness the the truth that we do go somewhere, and that's going to lead them down a path that's that could be very healing and expansive and bring growth into their world and help them on their spiritual journey, even if. You know, it's not for them to become a reader. Maybe it's just them to be more connected with their higher self. So that's that's what's so beautiful about it all. But the challenging part of this, which is the final card I have, which is the Page of Swords, and it is upside down. It's about these thoughts, these quick, sometimes destructive thoughts in our head that get in our way and bring us self-doubt. And they're not necessarily going to be backed by tons of actual fact or proof it's just it's that voice of self-doubt it's that it's that thought of of failure it's that fear so that's just that's the challenging part it doesn't mean that's the destination that's just that's the part where this growth is leading you through that is the part that you're learning to get through is to get past that point you might it might not be totally like i said achievable to fully conquer that thing and maybe that's maybe that's not the point maybe the point is to conquer it maybe the point is to learn when it's appropriate to have that ego step in when it's appropriate to you know have that worry just don't let that be 
let it have a place at the table. Don't let it sit at the head of the table. It's kind of the, <laughs> the, the feeling I'm getting with that. So those are the cards. I hope that I think it definitely makes sense with what we were talking about yeah, today. <laughs> and I, I know it's going to connect with a lot of you out there. So um, yeah, that's, that's what I had for today. Beautiful. Definitely resonated with me. So I know it will connect with other people listening. And I just want to say thank you to the people who have been messaging us and giving feedback on the podcast. It It's so cool to hear all of your stories and how it's inspiring a lot of you. So thank you for sending those in. That really gives us more like energy to keep going. And and yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, and it me- it means the world to us. And, and if you can, if wherever you listen to your, um, us, whether that's Apple or Spotify or whatever, if you can, you know, go ahead and rate us, if you can like us, if you can, if you can share it, that would be awesome because that will help us grow and um, help us reach out to even more beautiful people like you. That's right. All right. Well, thank you for listening and we will catch you next time. See ya. Hey, Soli listeners. Thank you so much for being here with us today. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to help support us, there are a few ways that you can do that. The first way is to give us a positive review on Apple or Spotify, and this helps us to be pushed up the algorithm, which allows more people to find our podcast. The second thing you can do is word of mouth. Send it to a friend or a family member who you feel would really enjoy this kind of conversation. We also have all of our social media linked below, as well as our solely email. So if you have something to say, you have a question, you have an episode suggestion, or just want to share your story, you can do that below. 